I also, um, I also applied to for um, jobs. No, I already have one of those. Um, TSA pre-check. Oh, is that, is that worth it? I think so. I think I might be traveling a lot more in the coming years. Why? Oh, in the coming years. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I'd be away from home. And, yeah. I also want to be traveling. So. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's like 85 bucks. Mm. And, uh, is there a recurring fee? I don't know. I don't know. How much does TSA pre-gen cost? Oh, it's eighty-five dollars for five years. Let's just start this off. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome, Hello, Biden. <laughs> off to a great start. Hello, everybody. Welcome to TVD three B. TVD three B episode. 21 yeah i don't even remember which episode of the season but that's okay it's uh, like you know it's something mm -hmm. i think it's the fifth episode um yeah we were just talking about stuff yeah yeah like we always do as we always do on and this show. And get this, just for you guys, we're going to keep talking about stuff. Wow, <laughs> amazing. I'm so surprised. Um, what we were talking about was TSA PreCheck, right? Yeah. And I didn't even know that you had to pay a fee for it. Yeah, it's an application fee. Oh, okay. Some administrative. I know that I had TSA PreCheck at one point. Like, they randomly give it out. Right. Yeah, yeah. But on your ticket, sometimes they give you. But then that's like, only for that like trip. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I wonder whether the odds or like the probabilities if you give it out. But I think it's worth it to have it every time. You don't like waiting in line. Thing is, the times that I've traveled during COVID, or at least these like past few years, like the long the waits have been very. When I was coming back from Hawaii, I had to wait for like an hour to get wow. my security. Okay. Dude, the line like went, it like looped all the way around like baggage claim. <laughs> like it went around the the carousel. We had two and it double backed on itself, and we had two very different experiences because all the times I've gone flying so far, and I've only gone flying like two times, so I really can't say much. But it has not been bad at all, so. Yeah, um, I think Alon right now is looking for <laughs> the topics list. Did I share it with you? I don't think you shared the topics list. I think list I shared it with you. That's okay. <laughs> um, I mean, this podcast, I don't know. It's always garbage, but <laughs> it's gone to the point where I'm just trashing it now as well because I have nothing good to say <laughs> no this is good you were here we're talking about our lives it's like a it's like a video but it's like an audio diary you know, yeah like exactly. what's going on that's the value you know? yeah we see what's up in our lives yeah 
I'm here waiting away, whiling away the, the days until my internship ends. You yeah, know? that's very close, right? Very, Remember very close. last, we, we talked about this last time, the last episode, we said that the episode after that last episode, which would be this episode, it might be the last time you're at Amazon. Mm. So you have two more weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After- yeah. Well, we're going to do definitely one more podcast. I know, but it will be probably after. Mm. It'll be like right my after. last my day. My yes. last day. Yeah. I know. Wait, is that on the Friday the that we're planning? Yes, I think it is. so. Yeah. Okay, so I'm flying out on the Saturday, so <laughs> <It'd> be better. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm gonna make sure that uh, our guest for that episode is. Um, I need to check in with him well just to make sure that he's free on that day as well. Mm-hmm. But that's true. Um, so First this in-person guest episode. Yes, I don't know how the seating arrangement will work. Do we bring in a chair here? You can sit right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know how comfortable it will be. Nobody will understand where I, I just pointed somewhere, guys. <laughs> That's true. Alon pointed at the corner of the bed that is elevated because there's a pillow underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I. I don't know. Like, I have no good topics this week. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. There's one thing that you just reminded me when you're talking about. Uh, this is like a diary. Uh, have you ever seen iCarly? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've never, but I just watched the first episode like yesterday. Uh-huh. They rebooted it, right? Was like a yeah. They, it's on Netflix. That's why oh, I really? like, watch it. Mm-hmm. But they, I don't think they put, like, there wasn't just two seasons, right? Like, a lot more. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, they only have two seasons on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, I only watched the first episode anyway, but it's like, like the way they film it is like a video diary yeah, vlog, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? On their iCarly website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very, uh... Similar to what we're doing, yeah. Very, very... <laughs> <laughs> Except they get a lot more views. Uh-huh. It's probably because they're two kids, two female kids. Oh, on the internet okay, <laughs> just saying mm, um, yeah when you put it like that <laughs> it might not be the correct audience but you know that's certainly an audience gainer yeah mm-hmm. um, do you remember anything from my Carly uh, yeah I remember they had the, the pear instead of apple it was like the, the pear pad and the pear books I don't know what they call it oh like their computers yeah yeah uh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> when was this like the first season of iCarly um, no I, I think it's like a recurring thing like every time there's a computer or like a, a tablet or something it's always paired okay so it was in 2007 I was just wondering if Apple was super prominent by then mm. but definitely by 2007 Apple was yeah established itself at least. I mean uh, Apple has been established since like the 80s so. yeah I, I always forget <laughs> that um I mean, it kind of went downhill in the 90s, and then they had a resurgence. Well, I feel like the the main reason why they're so ubiquitous now is when the iPhone came out, and the iPod. I think yeah, Mac's, the Macintosh was... Like, I know, but that's still, like, personal computer, blah, blah, blah. I feel like the phone is when it made it more yeah. um, in touch with everybody. Like, yeah, it's not like, everybody yeah. uses, like, a Mac, and... Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody uses the iPhone either, but the iPhone was like the first smartphone. Everyone uses a smartphone. Mac was like revolutionary though. 
Yeah, that's just like my age talking too, because I wasn't <laughs> around when that happened. Also, right? So yeah, that's why I just didn't think I had as much of an impact. Yeah, but I probably did. Also, I heard it was like a big deal. Yeah. Um, I just don't know anything. But they were on the brink of bankruptcy in the nineties. Yeah, um, I heard like a story like Microsoft was gonna buy them or something like that. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I don't know what the story is. All right, nice. I should probably not <laughs> spread this information on the podcast. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, one thing. So I just before this, I finished editing up the previous podcast episode that we did, which was three weeks ago. That's actually the longest break we've had in uploading podcast episodes. Three I weeks. think even when we had times where we recorded it like the separation between times we recorded it was three weeks or more i think i managed to upload one once at least every two weeks but this last one was october 17th so that is gonna be three weeks wow um, i didn't even realize the time just flew. unfortunate yeah these past three weeks it's just been so busy um, yeah me too uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Very busy. Yeah, for the the future me that's not going to be listening to this, uh, you were not busy. Ian, yeah. do you know it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Shame. Yeah, like you were busier at the beginning of the semester. This is literally the least busiest you've been. Um, like if you think of it holistically. I don't know, man. Like this, I mean, deciding between Citadel and Optiverm, takes a small amount of time i was really i mean staring at the ceiling a very long time thinking hard did you that. consult with your parents or anybody like that mm-hmm Multiple times. every day i was going i you know every day the, um, how many days is this um like uh, is that two, hard two of weeks a, that hard of a decision it was tough man you took two the full two weeks i took the full two weeks to, excuse me to decide okay and what did your parents say every time? They said Optiverb, yeah. No, they said, I mean, they flipped back and forth. We'll support you. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did your um, parents, were they split? Like, one was Citadel, one was Optiverb, one was like... At the beginning, they were pretty receptive to Optiverb. And then I told them about, like, you know, Citadel pays more, and they fly you out to Florida. What? And they give you airports. This is the first time I'm hearing this. They fly you out to Florida. Yeah, did I not send you that? We can, we can show a little screenshot of the, okay. of the thumbnail of, of Stephen Chu's video. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, give, they flew everyone out to the Four Seasons Hotel in Palm Beach. For what? For a week, and it's, I don't know, they did some events there. Is this like a prospective intern thing no, or is no. it this one week of the internship was in palm beach florida what <laughs> <laughs> did they did you confirm that this thing would happen to you as well for your um, internship? the recruiter said uh you know we did this last year we're looking to do something similar this year wow and then i turned Bro. around the fuck are these companies doing that <laughs> it's just so ridiculous yeah. Okay. But Optiver seems like the better company to work for. So you had these discussions. Citadel. Wait. So Citadel actually pays more. Mm-hmm. Like even though Optiver literally offered you the bag, and then some. Citadel offered you the bag, and, and then, then another more. bag, <laughs> and then some more. 
Actually, the pay for the summer was similar at the... Okay. Um, but were you looking at... I was looking at the return offer and then, you know, career growth after that. Career growth? Like, the, sorry, I have, like, I guess you can say compensation growth. Okay. After that. So, I don't know. It seems like, who knows? Uh, I don't think you can go wrong at either company. Yeah, I really yeah. don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> So after these two weeks, I'm going to assume these two weeks have ended and you've come to a decision. Have I not told you? You have not told me. Wow, right here. But that's right. Hey. Do this just in first on the podcast. The thing is, before you you say anything, I want to congratulate you though. Because the fact that you haven't told me means you stuck to your commitment (laughs) of not talking about internship stuff, which uh, I applaud you for. Thank you. So congratulations. Thank you. Okay, now you can okay. <laughs> share so, spill the beans. Um, the night before, okay, so the deadline was yesterday. Oh my decide. god! Yeah. Did you decide yesterday? Yesterday, I was. I decided yesterday <laughs> at four thirty p.m. <laughs> when the <laughs> deadline hour, was five. The deadline. Well, actually, the deadline was five central, so it was an hour and a half before the deadline. Fucked it up. Yeah. So my both my parents said to go with uh, Citadel. Okay. In the end, after. Much debate and long, hard discussion. Uh-huh. Um, I was like, okay, Citadel. Citadel it is. And then uh, you searched the Optiver. And then at 4 p.m. I had a meeting with the great, revered Mark Stelic. And I asked him for some sage wisdom. Ooh. And Mark said, go with Optiver. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he say go with Optiver? He asked me some questions. He was like... What are your thoughts on these companies? Okay. Um, how do they compare? And then I, you know, I said, you know, it seems like Citadel, both of them are great, right? Citadel pays a bit more, uh, significantly more, I guess. In the first year, that's uh, significantly more post intern. Yeah, post intern. The the actual internship package was like the same, pretty much. Um, that's like inconsequential, right? After I don't think years. it's inconsequential. Um, well, if you can expect your income to grow, then it's inconsequential, I think. But it depends on how much it grows by, right? Mm-hmm. So. And also, like, they're both very large sums of money. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. And then, like, the work is going to be similar. But I was only considering Citadel Securities, which is the market maker. And Optiver is also a market maker. Um, so, did you have like a choice between the two types of Citadel? Yeah. Really? Like yeah. they offered you that choice in the internship? Um, yeah, so it, I, technically, when you fly to Citadel, you're applying to two companies okay. Citadel and Citadel Securities. And what's the difference? Uh, Citadel Securities is a market maker, which okay. means that they like, uh, it's like providing liquidity to the market. They, they sort of. Um, make sure everything's well lubricated in, in the <laughs> in the market. Okay. Um, and then so like make sure ensure the prices are like optimal and, and whatever like things are going efficiently. And the normal Citadel. And Citadel is the hedge fund. They are okay. the ones that like make bets on the stock market. Oh. The market maker their goal is to like have zero risk. Every like bet they make they make a, a counter bet to hedge it. And so they, they take on no risk. All they do is, I don't know, their, their profit has to do with the, the spread between the ask and the 
the bit, uh, the, what, I don't know whatever it's called. I don't know anything. I'm going to learn <laughs> in the internship all this finance jargon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so you're applying to both companies and then they'll like extend you an offer to one of them or both of them. So I got offers from both, yay. Uh, <laughs> yay. <laughs> Right. Um, which actually complicates the decision because I have to pick one of them, right? Uh, and if I pick Citadel, the hedge fund, the way the matching process like happens in the interview. So I already had offers from teams, and so if I picked Citadel, the hedge fund, I would have had to pick the team also. Um, so really, dis- it was. Can you four describe decisions. some of the teams that you were extended mm-hmm. to in Citadel? Yeah, uh, it was uh, like equities and. Quantitative research or something, I think it's called. Okay. Uh, and the other one was equities engineering. Okay. So, uh, EQR like makes a platform for uh, for research. Right? It's a research to thing. So basically, they they support the the quant researchers. Mm. Um, you know, like viewing data in different ways and analyzing it. So you got to create Matplotlib in C++. Uh, yeah, I guess that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, sort of, I guess it's like a really big data processing thing, right? So mm. there's like a lot of like distributed systems. And Ooh. It's like, a, Ooh. yeah, it seems interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about Citadel, the hedge fund, though, is that it has a reputation. Like, even worse than... Citadel like securities? Yeah. It's like... Um, Work-life balance. I mean, by reputation, I, I mean the the work-life balance is intense. It's like it's gonna be long hours. But like the reputation in terms of like prestige and, and um, the the work quality is of course like top tier. So, okay. Um, the other one was uh, equities engineering, which does all kinds of things um, for for traders it's not a quant team so like the the traders they support are fundamentals based um which is like not quant it's like different um i'm nodding my head like i understand yeah i don't really understand either i just know some words because the the the, the, i'm just regurgitating them i met with the the heads of these teams during the interview process Uh, no no or afterwards after they extended the offer so I found out a little bit about what they do. It's like a little bit over my head, but yeah, they're cool dudes. Uh, they're friendly. Um, I asked both of them about the work-life balance, and they said, "Yeah, it's." I mean, they don't work weekends or nights, <laughs> which is good. But you know, they're like twelve-hour days, so Every it's not week? for everyone. You know, I think very frequently. Very frequently. Yeah, I like the second one. Um, the, the head of equities research. I spoke to him and I was like, yeah, it's uh, um, a reputation for being intense and stuff. And uh, he was like, yeah, it's pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, okay. uh, but th- it's something that they're like trying to improve and work on, though, which I respect. I guess. Hmm. I feel like that's something they say. Yeah. I wonder how much that's actually put into action. That's true. Because he brought up a good point, right? Like, if you're constantly pressed for time, right, 
working long hours, just trying to meet a deadline, you tend to like cut corners in some places, and you make bad decisions technologically. So, like it makes business sense to want to fix that, right? Yeah, but it also means you're spending less time, and you have to push back deadlines as well, right? Um, yeah, that's true. But like, if the code you're pushing is higher quality, yeah, then maybe it's worth it. Um, yeah. So I don't know. So you had these two from normal Citadel, mm -hmm. and then you had another two from Citadel Securities. No, so Citadel Securities, um, the matching process happens later. It's okay. like uh, I think Facebook is similar, right? You have uh, oh, did you? Uh, hey guys on the podcast, Patrick got Citadel. <laughs> I mean, not Citadel, Facebook. I got Citadel. Yeah, <laughs> Facebook. Congratulations. Um, yeah, matching process happens later. I never heard of that from anybody at Citadel Securities. Um, I think there was an info session the day I got the offer, but I kind of didn't pay attention at all, so I didn't get much out of it. Okay. So I didn't really know anything. I asked the recruiter if she could like, like, schedule a meeting with me and somebody. She never replied. Agnes. No, the Enox. <laughs> <laughs> don't say the names of the recruiters. <laughs> I don't care. I'm putting them on blast. They have terrible response times. They need to improve. Um, I'm Maybe. sure they, they have to handle a lot of applicants. Though. Okay. I'm sure that there's a lot of companies that have to handle a lot of applicants and they have better response times. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah, they, I mean, that's part of the reason why I, I rejected Citadel. Oh, okay. Um, so we were going to get there, but... Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I think I was very... I think, I very think you had suggested that when you <laughs> set up your story. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, by contrast, the... Yeah, so I basically, after the first uh, offer call, I never heard from a recruiter ever again. Uh, except for two in the morning every day, I get a reminder... Uh, from some recruiter, I don't know, saying they like congratulations. No, no, no. I got an email at uh, two in the morning every day, automatically, without fail. Since I got the offer, reminder: sign your offer documents. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> we look forward to working with you. Um, and then, yeah, I'm gonna get another one tonight because I haven't actually rejected Citadel officially yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it hasn't their deadline like no so citadel deadline is on monday oh it was okay. two weeks for both i found out on thursday and then yeah yeah so so either way you were after these two weeks of talking with your parents they had moved you towards the citadel direction mm -hmm. did they have any preferences between citadel or citadel securities Citadel Securities, I think, is it's more like SWE focused, right? Um, because the market making is, just, I don't know, there's some like more interesting technological problems to solve with market making. Um, yeah, and Optiver is also a market maker, so it's like similar story. Um, yeah, by contrast, the Optiver process was like amazing <laughs> like the recruiter called me multiple times on the phone you know to like check up on me and see how i was doing and like help me make my decisions or anything else i can do yeah 
I understand how that's more personable. I personally wouldn't maybe find it more annoying, but I would have been okay with not being called either. Just oh, no, no. She asked if I was like... Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it was like a back and forth. So she like checked in with you yeah, multiple yeah. times during those two weeks. Yeah, yeah you know, was, and then I asked her if I could get connected with a CNU alum. Not only, you know, was it like somebody who had interned there before, right? And somebody who had returned full time. It was like a CNU alum um, that I got to talk to, uh, who also graduated in three and a half years, like I was planning on doing. Um, it was like great, you know. I got to talk, you know, I got to talk with the tech lead one-on-one, um, see, like, what the work culture is like. It, the culture seems great, very transparent, you know, it's, like, the complete, like, opposite of, of Citadel. How do you, how did you get that sense? That was very transparent, very um, good. Well, I think they were very open about talking about compensation. Okay. I think that's one thing that I noticed. They're extremely open about. They they tell you exactly how compensation is calculated. You got these marbles, um, which metaphorical is like, marbles or actual? Marbles? No, no, they're metaphorical. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a marble represents is a share of the company's profit, and everybody gets some number of marbles. Okay, and then you start off. Well, in the first year you don't get any marbles, and then after the first year you get. Um, depending on how well you did, somewhere around 50 marbles. And the marble represents uh, a share of the profits, right? And so if it tracks linearly with how well the company does, right? So if the company does really well, people do really well. Uh, it's not like, I mean, I don't know how Citadel does it, because they didn't say. Um, but it's very possible that if Citadel does extremely well, like the desk heads and the portfolio managers will super linearly scale up their pay, right? Well, but everybody else gets like sublinear uh, growth. Um, and so, yeah, it's like that's really nice. And they, they tell you, like, all, you know, there's a modifier that gets applied to the marbles and that affects your bonus, and there'll be this base pay. Like, they're extremely open. They encourage you to share, you know. Like, the uh, in the info session, the guy was saying all this, like, we encourage people to share, we're very transparent. And then one kid in the audience asked him, How many marbles do you make? <laughs> <laughs> he was like touche. <laughs> Did he answer? He makes one thousand seven hundred marbles. Um, How much does a marble represent of like the total uh, so share? It, it, yeah, uh, I don't. It's not like a percentage, oh. but typically year to year, the value of a marble is a certain amount. In twenty twenty, which was a like a very exceptional year. Okay, by the way, the guy that was giving the presentation is like the CEO of the US. Base, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I want to temper the, the number I'm about to tell you. Uh, in 2020, that was $11 million. All the marbles that he had. Yeah, just the marbles. That's the bonus. Yeah. $11 million. <laughs> So, and that's on top of his base salary. That's uh, yeah. probably pretty high mm-hmm. as a CEO. Yeah. He's not the CEO of Optiverse. Is he? It's like the. Because Optiverse is a Dutch company. Yeah, the American yeah. branch or whatever. So. So basically, talking with your parents, they're leaning you towards Citadel. Mm-hmm. During this two week process, I'm assuming you also did some research online about like Citadel. Yeah, hey, I read many, many Team Blind uh, 
<laughs> Is that the main resource you use? <laughs> but people talk a lot on there, you know? Yeah. R slash CS career questions doesn't have anything. Yeah. Um, Probably because nobody on there could get into Optiver <laughs> and Citadel. Uh, I made a Reddit post, though, on R slash CS career questions. Yeah. Asking Optiver versus Citadel versus Citadel Securities. Um, and? So if anybody's in my position and they Google that, they're going to come across my Reddit post now. Ooh. Um, exposed now. Mm-hmm. You're exposing your Reddit name. No, I made a throwaway for it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, and did anyone reply to that? Uh, yeah. So basically, um, I got two replies. The first one said you should focus more on the work-life balance. Uh, and then the second one said, um, I don't think that Optiver pay is too much different than Citadel, uh, at least with like, the internship version nowadays. And then immediately somebody replied to that one saying, uh, that's not true. <laughs> Citadel's like significantly more. And then he deleted his comment, the, <laughs> the top level thread. Um, so. Why did he delete his comment? I have no idea. Hmm. Citadel management got him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then I asked about like the relative prestige of the companies. I, I asked like as a response to the first guy. Um, and he was like, yeah, they're both like pretty good. <laughs> um, virtually unheard of, he said, outside the industry, which I mean, maybe is true. Because I hadn't heard of Optima before playing. Citadel is like notorious, right? I only heard of Citadel from uh, GameStop stuff. Yeah, yeah. So still kind of. That's not like I mean, not necessarily good press, but like I mean, they're well known, you know. And like yeah. Ken Griffin is also like fairly famous, the CEO of Citadel. He like goes on TV and stuff and talks. Um. Yeah, like he has a Wikipedia article. I guess that that makes him famous. Like the CEO of Optiver doesn't. They have, don't. But, yeah, you can make one for him. <laughs> Well, most valued employee, uh-huh. you'll get some marbles for that. <laughs> Either way, I'm trying to set the scene, right? You've done all of this yeah. um, research. Your parents are pushing you in this direction. You also reached out to... They weren't pushing me very strong, by the way. I had to, like, beg them for... The, because they don't give input very often. They're like, yeah, you can make this decision. I trust you. They both are great companies, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, no, tell me which one. <laughs> uh, and they're like, okay, to sit it out. And was their main reason because of compensation? Yeah, I mean, they pay more. Also, the name is like really, really big, right? Like, you get sit it all on your resume. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like a big thing, right? You know, go there. If you don't like it, just go apply to Opta for next year. Um, but one of the things also uh, is that I hate interviewing with a burning passion. Like, I, it sucks. You're pretty good at it. Um, okay. <laughs> That's true. They, they don't have to be mutually uh, exclusive. And um, so it would be nice if I could just go to a company, love it, and then stay there for stay 30 there. years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, you know, until I. Who knows? Who knows what the future holds, right? If you do well, you'll get to a point where companies want to recruit you 
as in actively reach out with offers and stuff. Like that kind of stuff does happen. Um, well, you still have to like talk to them, right? Yeah. Well, but I think it's like very much expedited and made easier. Mm-hmm. I'm talking from experience where my dad, uh, who's like worked as a software engineer slash transition to like DevOps stuff and stuff like that. He talks about how he often gets like LinkedIn stuff and emails from recruiters mm-hmm. about stuff where they literally, um, he was talking about this one time that there was like a company in China and it was like literally offering him, I think an offer already. Like there was no like interview process required or anything like that. So I think once you've gotten to a certain point and your skills are very valuable and you have a lot of experience, you could probably get to that point where you don't actually have to do interviews. Um, yeah, I don't know about not having to do interviews. Like, I remember the guy, this head of equities yeah. research that I talked to at Citadel, um, he told me, he, he worked at um, Two Sigma for 13 years. Uh, he was like a big big guy. He was like head of data engineering or something over there. Yeah. Um, and then one day he gave a talk. Um, and uh, the CTO of Citadel was there, and like they talked, and they hit it off forever. And then you know, one thing led to another, and he was having lunch with Ken Griffin, right? <laughs> uh, and I think I mean I guess you, is that is that like an interview? You talk to the CEO of, of Citadel, and then he offers you a job, like. <laughs> I guess that could be like an interview. I was saying like even more so where it's like you don't actually even have to talk to really anyone. Yeah, I know. But like, that's my point, right? Like, yeah, there's still some interaction that has to happen. True. That's kind of gross. <laughs> well, I'm saying like... At least also... you're not doing lead code, yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, think yeah. there are avenues. Maybe it's not at these top companies. They definitely probably want to talk with you first at least. Uh-huh. But there's certain companies like once they see... The experience that you have and the stuff that you've done, I'm sure they'd be willing to reach out um, without going through an interview. Yeah, or I can leave and start your own business. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be very exciting. Mm-hmm. Do you have that kind of spirit inside of you? Oh, you know me. I'm a self-starter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely know that about you. It's the first thing I think about when I see your face. Yeah. <laughs> your work ethic, you know, everything package into one uh-huh. smiling that's, glass. that's me yep so I'm I was painting the picture mm-hmm. um, and I was bringing up all these points right your parents gently suggested Dude, so all the, all the elevators were down except for one mm-hmm. I was like not that you mention it so did I even mention that I mean, yeah, no, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? No, no, okay. I was late to my meeting with Mark Selleck. Okay. Well, almost. I was actually one minute early. But I had to, like, sprint there. Uh-huh. <laughs> because this, this elevator was down, right, uh, by the stairs, one of the Asian days. Yeah. The other one, so, I mean, it was, like, going up one floor at a time, and everybody was there. It was completely full when I walked in, and then it was, like, slowly like, going down one floor at a time. And so I had like you probably could have just taken the stairs at that point. Yeah, I mean, I'm really gonna take the stairs. <laughs> I would understand it if it's going up. 
Taking the stairs down isn't that bad. Yeah, I guess not. I don't know. Is it really faster though? It is if it's going one at a time and yeah, the right. elevator has to go back up. Uh, first. It's like some cost. I guess I was like waiting already for so long for the elevator. And it would, yeah, and then it would have made you even later if you. Yeah, I <laughs> made it right. the wrong time. I was out of breath. I was like, <laughs> like through the mask. It was hard. Um, I'm hyperventilating so. because I'm having such a difficult time choosing between Citadel and Optiburn. <laughs> yeah. No, Citadel and Citadel Securities yeah. and Optiburn. So, and then we talked. Uh, so and I have Facebook. I'm like, I'm like, and Pinterest. Oh yeah, Facebook. Facebook just uh, sent me an email saying we have a panel with CMU alum. A CMU oh, what? alum panel. They didn't send me an email. Fuck. Well, I mean, it's to help me make my decision. Oh. So. Well, I want to talk to CMU. Actually, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh well. Either way. So. Um. Your parents gently pushing you in this direction. You also reached out to some students that had interned before. Yeah, I reached out to Steven Chu. Um, and he the said, great uh, YouTuber. Yeah, he said, uh, go Citadel Securities, top tier, really good. Is that where he went, the yeah. securities one? Yeah, I also had a choice between the two. Mm-hmm. Citadel and the other one. Um, he was like, yeah, you go to Florida, you get AirPods. It's lit. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even have to buy. You wouldn't have to buy your own AirPods. That's another reason that I went with Optiver. You know, it would be like redundant to get two AirPods. <laughs> Could have just resold them or returned it on Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> like they haven't even arrived yet, have they? No. Could have canceled the order. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So we only talked to me, Stalik, Stalik, and I. I mean, it was like a schedule meeting. Yeah. He saw my schedule. It said. Uh, I think I called it have cake and eat it too. Um, and he was like, That's what you said. Yeah, yeah. And he said, he said more like have cake and die. Man, <laughs> 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 he's so funny, dude. Stuff. <laughs> um, dude, when I mentioned, I had my meeting already two days ago. And when I mentioned that I wanted to do computer systems, and I said I was maybe hesitant because of how computer networks is going, how I might get a C. And then I was like, because I saw online on the computer systems concentration description, you have to at least get a C on everything and then like average a B. And then he's like, oh, don't worry about that. Uh-huh. Like I, I fought with the people with the who are in charge of the computer systems concentration whatever and i won so it's oh, like, yeah it's like that, that thing is not in effect or it doesn't matter cool and he's like the way he described it was like cmu tries to at least they say in their policies like not make students stress about their gpa and qpa right and then they go and try and do something here in computer systems where there's gpa requirements uh-huh. he thinks that if the GPA requirement for something is more than you just having to pass, like it shouldn't be um, there. So either way, I'm glad he fought for that because I think that's a good thing um, in encouraging people to go for systems because otherwise that's very daunting, like, yeah, especially true. like with OS and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So you saw your schedule and. 
I mean, I didn't. So okay, he said OS, and I was like, okay, good. And the end distributor, and I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> you go, I, I already knew I was doing distributed. There's no way I can do distributed. Uh, Why not? And OS at the same time. There's no way. Okay, so There's but no you have to fulfill these systems courses. I think I'm gonna graduate in four years. Ooh, ooh. But are you still going to Grenoble? Okay, of course. Uh, if I didn't go to Grenoble, I could graduate three and a half easy. Pieces. Okay, so you're going to Grenoble. Yeah. But you're graduating in four years now. Um, yeah. So one of your systems classes will be in that last semester. Distributed in the spring of 2023. Okay. That's actually going to be like my only requirement <laughs> that I have. Left. I'll be taking like one class. <laughs> um, yeah, and then at the end we talked, and he was like, okay, talk about Citadel and Optiver, and I was like, yeah, Optiver, good culture, and that fun talking with the recruiter and the people to the team, Citadel, not so much. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it seems like you want Optiver. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but both my parents want Citadel, it's like a bigger name and higher pay, and I was like, and then he said, you yeah, know, now is the time in your life when you're going to be the most risk tolerant that you'll ever be, right? And so, if there ever was a time to go with the one that is a smaller name and pays less and whatever is now, you know? And even like, it's like so, it's, it's a mild difference, right? It's like very barely is, is one <laughs> more than the other. <laughs> like both of them, it's like almost guaranteed that you'll be successful, right? Um, but like very slightly is the, he said the seesaw is tipped very slightly in Optiver's favor. Um, in Optiver's favor? Are you saying uh, in like terms in of your, yeah, in your in case, position? Yeah. Okay. Um, and that is exactly what I wanted to hear. I just needed somebody that was not an Optiver recruiter to tell me that. <laughs> uh, I, I walked out, I was like, thank you, Mark Stelic. You were amazing. I'm going to go call my parents down and tell them I'm picking Optiver. <laughs> and then I walked out the door and I called my parents and I was like, I'm picking Optiver. <laughs> and they were like, great. <laughs> I support you because my parents are awesome. Amazing. Um, and then I called the recruiter. Uh, oh, speaking of my parents being awesome, I yeah, a couple. I think in the last podcast we talked about well, my parents too. I said how my mom, how my mom like runs and stuff. That was two podcasts ago, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said my dad just like goes to the gym and stuff. I completely forgot my dad like is really good at golf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my dad's like a that's like his passion in life, golf. And I just completely forgot to mention that. Yeah. Does he um, play in tournaments? Mm-hmm. And he wins too. He's like good. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He just won like like first prize in the Dallas. No, the, the Indus Golf. It's called. It's like uh, it's the Dallas Indian Golf People Association. <laughs> it's, it's bigger than you think it is. There's a lot of people in it. Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah. So he's good. Dude. He's good at golf. What a successful family you've got. <laughs> You're living up to it. Dude, oh, and not only that, I, I okay, this, everything is connected, Patrick. There's a reason, of course, that I brought this up. Okay. <laughs> it's not just the ramblings of a bad man. <laughs> um, so when you play golf, you meet people that play golf. And, like, the people that play golf are very often 
Um, big shots, you know. And rich. And rich, yes. Um, and so one of his golf buddies, uh, one of his golf buddies' brother is a hedge fund manager uh, in New York. And uh, I don't know, another one of his relatives or something also was in that business. Look at all these connections. And so he, I, I, he set up a meeting with me and uh, that guy. Wow. <laughs> to, to help me with my dilemma. Uh, I'll say it all versus optimism. This was before your decision? Before my decision. It was a few days ago, yeah. And what did that person say? Um, Sit it up. He said, if you're really ambitious, you go, you, you stay close to where the money's being made, you learn the business, you get an MBA, um, and then you become a portfolio manager <laughs> at, a, at, a small, um, at a small hedge fund. You know, 10 people managing a billion dollars. And then that's where you make your money. They'll, they'll give you a million dollars, say... Uh, you may spend it however you want. Uh, you get to keep twenty percent of the profit. That's <laughs> that's. Uh, that seems completely different from what you're aiming to do, though. Like, am I really aiming to do anything? I don't know what you've been training to do with this degree at CMU. Mm -hmm. Like portfolio management, does that involve a lot of computer science? No. Exactly. So was that be something that you would be interested in doing? Am I interested in computer science? <laughs> I feel like you have at least a small yeah, inkling of interest true. in computer science. I don't like I don't like software engineering though very much. Okay. Um, Do you like portfolio management? Okay, one of them makes like like but I don't want to curse so much on this podcast, <laughs> but a ton of money, you know. Uh, but you know, it's also very hard. To be good and yeah, it's a lot of work. And you know, if I wanted to go get an MBA, it's like, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Do you to want to go back to school and go get an MBA? Yeah, I don't know, but also, you know, yeah, I also want to be rich. So what can you do? <laughs> Noble goal. Yeah. So the culmination of these two weeks have been. The final decision final arrived. Decision. Oh, and also the day before, I, I called my recruiter called me to see what I was doing, like what, what was up, and then I was like, um, "You should must only have you as an acceptee." No, she was saying that like they never <laughs> go after a candidate so much as they've gone after me. They were like telling me this. They were like, "We really want you," <laughs> um, and that made me feel very. <laughs> They know the right buttons to push. <laughs> yeah, they really like they really strokes my ego, bro. <laughs> wow. Uh, you should ask for a few mar. You should have asked for a few marbles already. It's non-negotiable. The intern package. Also, the first year package is non-negotiable. Well, I mean, if they want you so much. <laughs> no, they said it's standard for everybody. Everybody gets the same level. This is all in the name of transparency, right? Yeah, they all. Have you know, they only have like five hours of interview tops, right, to evaluate everybody. And it's just not fair to give some people uh, elevate. I mean, this is what they say. Okay. I don't know if it's true, right? Uh, yeah, I'm sure if someone was the son of a Optiver CEO, they could probably. No, no. I mean. Some it, strings pulled. Is that even true? I don't know. Because, like, these places are very meritocratic when it comes to. Um, like promoting yeah, that's the public perception. 
Um, but it seems like that's the perception of the, I mean, the people on Team Blind that talk about Optiverse. I mean, all these trading companies. Okay. Otherwise, like, because if they aren't like that, then uh, they don't elevate, they don't, uh, what is it called? Recognize talent. If they don't recognize talent, they don't make money. You know, that's their bottom line. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense for the successful ones to be meritocratic because they're the ones that survive. Then you made it. You're successful. Not yet. Well, you're there. You're in the. Your foot is in the door. I, we've already talked about how I see life as a video game, right? As like a strategy game. Mm -hmm. uh, you're this winning. Is just the beginning. Yeah, but your, your this foot is, just like is the in very the very first step. Like a tiny. I've made like a baby step. Yeah, this I think is, you've made more than a baby step. This is the well, we yeah, I mean, I guess it's the end of the first phase of the game. I know, but right. you've ha you have all the necessary statistics, the necessary skills mm -hmm. in your skill tree to progress to the next stage at a very good position. Yeah, I don't deny that, but I mean, there's a very long way to go. Yeah, I don't know. I think you've already made a good chunk of that. Like, this first part, a lot of people find the most difficult, I would say. Mm -hmm. Just at least getting your foot in the door. Yeah, I'm kind of These lucky. kinds of institutions that really lead to, can lead to a lot of success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. You're saying you're kind of lucky? Yeah, I'm extremely. I'm not kind of lucky, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's like borderline divine intervention, dude. Mm -hmm. Like checkmate atheists. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I mean, how do you explain no, this? How, there's no logical explanation for how fortunate I've been in my life. It actually does not make sense, dude. Um, I've somehow gotten by with like doing minimal at work and anything I've ever put my mind to. <laughs> it's like inexplicable, you know? And how do you feel about it? Um, a little bit unfair. I mean, there's lots of people that work harder than me who are smarter than me who are not nearly as fortunate. Yeah. So with that in mind, with that in mind, um, I'll gladly accept the money. Thank you. <laughs> Make the best of it. That's good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you ever feel like that? I mean, you're you're you know you're, you're a fairly hard worker. I think you deserve the position that you're in. You're you're also in a very solid. Yeah. Solid state of things. Um. Yeah, I'm in a very fortunate position. I have parents that will bankroll my education. Mm -hmm. And I am growing up in America, which is in a very rich country with a lot of opportunities for career growth, especially um, in the field that I'm planning to work in at least for a bit. And especially I saw on Reddit, there was like a question about on CS career questions that someone was asking, what is your current 
salary or total compensation. It's just like, just say it out loud. Um, and people were talking about how in Canada, like the compensation levels are way lower than the United States. And it's just like, well, that's like for every place in the world except for the United States. In the US, like it's very weirdly inflated the its wages. Yeah. Um, well, especially in this sector, like in yeah. tech, because that's what, like most of the tech that's happening, I guess you could say a lot of it is in the United States mm -hmm. and they want to really just spend money to get the best talent, I guess. So they're okay with spending a lot of money to people that aren't the best talent also, <laughs> but might turn out to be the best talent at some point. So I'm in a very fortunate position as well. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's the CMU name. But even the fact that I'm here, kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to UTD until the 27th of March. I thought you were going to go to UMish. Yeah, the 27th of March is when I got into UMish. Oh. And the 28th of March is when I got into UMish. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. UMish only gets one day. Yeah. But, dude, I was so happy. And I, I found out told my parents if you got to UMish you could have actually gone to football games like they have a competitive <laughs> yeah. football True. program yeah. Yeah. does UT Dallas have a program no wow oh uh, they might have some things but I know they don't they definitely don't have football hmm. uh, that's a shame yeah my friend um, he recently broke a record though university record for swimming ACD um uh, I think it was like 400 meter freestyle. One, one, either 400 or 200. I don't really know. Mm. Swimming stuff. Yeah. But kudos to him. Uh, uh, man. But yeah, I was. Uh, if I was HD, I definitely would not to be in this position. You know? And mm. very, I very almost was. Yeah. You know? Little things, no. like little tiny... I think you could have... It would have been harder. Mm -hmm. Maybe a lot harder. I don't know if it's a lot harder. harder. I think harder, not a little harder. Even not getting the interview harder. would be like hard. Yeah. Yes, it would be harder. Yeah. I think you could have still made it. I don't know. We, we won't know because... We'll never know. Yeah. We don't live in a world of... Doctor Strange and parallel universes where we could just check it out and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we just won't know. But what we do know is that in this universe, you've resolved your internship woes mm -hmm. and now you're going to Optiver. A fine cadence, I think. Very nice. And hopefully, that most definitely, most likely, it's going to lead to a great post-college um, employment route as well. Yeah. Which is... But you never um, know. you got to keep your head down. Keep... Keep uh, working? Yeah. I mean, you know, don't... Don't... Uh, don't celebrate prematurely, is what I always say. Okay. Yeah. You can celebrate a bit. Yeah. Don't worry. I... I you have. <laughs> bought a cake. <laughs> Literally bought That's a good cake. cake. It was a good cake, yeah. Okay. You should get one too for. Uh... No. Okay. Well, at least you'll buy me millies. So. Uh... <laughs> I'm drowning in debt now.
yeah, too mm-hmm. metaphorical, but <laughs> yeah. uh, for the, I mean, I guess our only audience member already knows about this bet, so yeah, uh, yeah, Patrick lost the bet, wow. and then we we did a double or nothing uh, on another friend. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. I absolutely love that. And now he owes me two <laughs> two millions. <laughs> Today I was walking back from campus along Craig Street and then at the intersection of Craig Street and 5th Avenue there was a guy who just turned on the fire hydrant and <laughs> there's water spewing out onto the street of 5th Avenue um, and he didn't seem to be a firefighter or a water management person and because he didn't look like he was wearing a uniform, there was like no trucks or anything like that would indicate he's part of like a construction company. But how do you turn on a fire hydrant? I don't know. He had like a tool, and he like, and then water just started gushing onto Fifth Avenue, <laughs> and nobody batted an eye. But I was like, that does not seem right, because the like I wouldn't think that's like a big deal because I've seen. There was like a time when I walked up Forbes and there was like water hydrants going off like by campus. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy didn't look like, like he just didn't have a uniform or anything. And there was like no trucks or legal? other people. Can I just go and like start? No, no, no. That shouldn't, I don't think it's legal, which is why I called CMUPD. You not, did? Not the emergency one, but uh-huh. I was just like, there's a guy turning <laughs> on a fire hydrant and there's just water running onto the street. And then they were like, the operator that answered my call was just like, oh, only firemen and like water construction company people should have access to that. So it's no big deal. <laughs> so I was like, are you sure about that? Well, because the, like this guy, it doesn't look like he's part of any construction company or he doesn't look like a firefighter. And she was still like, yeah, only uh, firefighters and like those kinds of people should have access to that. So yeah and then i was like okay i i did my part i called (laughs) if i'm not gonna worry about it Uh because uh i mean i just like what i was thinking is that's true only firefighters and those people should be allowed to have it (laughs) but can't anybody get those tools and just turn on the fire hydrant Uh so either way i didn't worry about it i went on with my day i did take a video though (laughs) the guy just like and then those water just going up to Fifth Avenue, and nobody seems to give a fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> like cars were just driving by. Um, though the cars that were driving by, they were like splashing water now because it was actually like filling part of the street, like where if the car drove by, it would do the splash like on a rainy day. Mm-hmm. I was like, does no one care about what's happening here? Uh-huh. I did my part as a active not have citizen. Called. Yeah, I wasn't going to do it either. But it, it looked too fishy because the dude didn't look like a person who should be doing that. Uh-huh. Like, there was no purpose. There wasn't, like, a hose that he was doing. There wasn't, like, a toolbox or anything. Like, mm-hmm. he was trying to fix something. There was nothing. It was just him, his tool, <laughs> and he just did this. And then the, the thing was just <laughs> turning on. I was like, this does not look right. I did my part. I tried my best. I guess they don't care. That's yeah. okay. Um, that was the interesting thing that happened today. Uh, yeah, I had a presentation today. And how did that go? They were all right. 
And, uh, yeah, I, I did all the work for it, <laughs> like yesterday and today. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a status update for the last three weeks. Was it worth it? Actually, maybe we shouldn't put this in the podcast. <laughs> this is like incriminating evidence. How is it incriminating? Like you're gonna talk about how uh, yeah, you yeah, didn't know where to put this in the podcast. <laughs> All right, we'll just uh, skip it then. Um, we'll move on to <laughs> other random stuff. Uh, this semester, what have you learned this semester? What do you think is the most important lesson you've learned this semester? Um, uh, the the mini max theorem of law nine. What a nerd! Shows that. <laughs> Lovely. Founding uh, central tenet of uh, game theory. It's one thing that I've learned this semester is that you can <laughs> have links in PDFs. Uh huh. Yeah, I didn't know that before. <laughs> okay. Like those things where you like hover over it and it doesn't have the blue underline, but if you click it, it goes to a different part of the PDF. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. oh, you mean like links inside of the PDF? Yeah. Oh. Well, I think it can go outside of the PDF as well. Yeah. The main thing is that there's no blue underline. I think you can... Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't there be? Yeah, wait, I, wait, I just like... never saw that in PDFs <laughs> where you had like clickable things that went to different parts of the PDF and then that linked elsewhere as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the, yeah, the different, oh, no, I knew that about the different parts of the PDF. Because a lot of times, you know, it's like a table of contents. Yeah. You can just click on the thing. And I know, but it looks like there's usually, like, lines and stuff. And yeah. you can have it where there's no lines. Yeah. So it's just, like, it's text. But mm-hmm. then you click it and then it suddenly goes somewhere uh-huh. else. I just wanted to share in case somebody that the else... The most valuable thing you've learned this whole semester? That's it. <laughs> Listen, that's very valuable because it means now when I have a PDF, I can actually use the table of contents instead of just looking at it and then using a scroll bar to go where I want to go. Right? I think that's a time-saving yeah, lesson that I've learned. Uh-huh. It's something useful, unlike splay trees, uh... which I'm never going to use uh-huh. yet. <laughs> It's like a running joke now. Um, one of my roommates, whenever we talk about 451, he doesn't take 451, but he's like, yeah, hell no, I'm not going to take 451. Mm-hmm. The fuck am I going to learn splay trees? <laughs> and that's just the joke now, because who's ever going to use splay trees? Huh? Yeah, Danny Slater. He does. He probably doesn't even use splay trees. <laughs> so. He invented it. It was just like, uh-huh. okay, that just goes on the CV and that's it. Uh-huh. Inventor of splay trees. That's about it. Either way, four fifty one. Why are they called splay trees? Oh, I guess you explain splay. them. That's a good point. Yeah, but what does splay even mean? Trees are. Open. You had to come up with a cool verb. Splay doesn't sound bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like you splay your legs. It's like you open them up. Mm-hmm. So then I'm stuff can go inside. Right now. Yeah. Oh okay. All right. There's different connotations depending on how you think of it, the context. Mm-hmm. Either way, 451, we had a midterm this week. Um, oh, yeah, yesterday. A big stress reliever. Yeah, as in, uh, well, for you, <laughs> you have like two points of stress possible. <laughs> and that's one of them. Yeah, I mean, you really, it's like, <laughs> because you're, you're, it like levels out, right? Like, you're always like, you're always worried about something, you know? Even if it's, like, comparatively less, 
I feel like everybody has like similar levels of stress, you know. Like if you're like a starving kid in Africa, like that's a bad example. <laughs> I think you should just stop talking before you get yourself canceled. <laughs> okay, that's, that's a pretty bad example. <laughs> okay, um, we can rewind. Why don't you come up with another example? I think okay, take you and me. <laughs> All right. It's um, a big jump from a starving kid in Africa. <laughs> So, you, in this case, are the starving kid in Africa, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the starving kid in Asia, how about that? Yeah, you're, you're the, the comparatively worst time. You know, you have more classes than one, and that is the only difference, pretty much. <laughs> um, but I think, I argue, okay? And, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we are equally stressed no <laughs> i think we are equally stressed no we guys stress out a lot okay i'm uh for no good reason but i think this is like a, a a thing about humans like they're just like stressed out all the time man even if they don't need to be yeah yeah case in point so yeah that's my point exactly but even though it's like I'm, I'm in like the better situation. I think we stress out the same. And so when this four fifty one midterm went around, I think that it was a much bigger stress reliever on me because it was like half my stress gone. But then it's gonna level out again. It's like a big dip, and then I will readjust. Like the the parameters will balance out again, so that my stress levels go back up. Mm. Now that all I have to do is Amazon. So are you saying your stress level is affected by a couple of perceptrons where you give in inputs and then they affect the level of your stress? Yeah, I'm I trying to make an ML joke. exactly what I'm saying. I don't know yeah, anything yeah, so about MLs. So. Very well said. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why I'm not doing ML. Fuck that. Yeah. What fuck is that shit? My, uh... My file, it says like ML concentration, and it's like crossed out, or systems concentration crossed out ML crossed out systems. <laughs> Is that what Mark Stalick had? Yeah, he was like, oh, you're jumping back again? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Either way. Wait, so just to make sure, so you are still doing Grenoble. Grenoble? And oh, you have to apply. Like... I have to talk to uh, Christine Mendez of the Hawaii. <sighs> When do you have to apply by? Um, yeah, the you typically don't apply until the semester, <clears throat> the semester before you go. So I got time. That's like next semester. Um, I have to apply. Yeah. Yeah. My current plans for next semester is just a wrench because like I want to do OS and graphics, right? Mm -hmm. They overlap. And after my meeting with Stalic, he said he'd be okay with it if both professors, like you ask them, and they're okay with some kind of arrangement where mm -hmm. I can like skip one of their classes. Mm -hmm. Well, the first step in that has not gone off to a great start because the professor for OS was like, it'd be a bad idea if you skip the first 15 minutes of Monday and Wednesday lecture. And the professor for network uh, graphics has not responded yet. So I need one of them. Well, I guess the OS guy now. <laughs> he already said no. Uh -huh. 
So I need the, the graphics one to say yes. Otherwise, uh, that's probably a rip to that plan. So I don't know how I'm going to readjust afterward. I don't know what I take after. Uh, IDK. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. See, that's another... Maybe that is a example of what you were saying. That shouldn't be a stressor, but it's a... Uh, it it's feels something in, to worry about, right? It's something to worry about because it's something I want. And it's something that I might not get, mm -hmm. but I don't know about it yet. So then I'm stressing about whether or not I'm going to get what I want. Which is unnecessary because if I don't get it, it's probably okay. Mm -hmm. But I do want it. So then I would worry about not getting it. And then that would not be amazing. Either way, we move on. Uh, this semester, uh, I don't know. It's almost over pretty much, right? You got two weeks till Thanksgiving. And then, like, a week of class after that. And then it's finals. Yeah. It's close to ending, thank God. It went by so fast, dude. What are your thoughts? Did you get the emails about the, the panel? What's the panel? Discussing the 14-week semester? No. This 14 weeks semester? I thought we were on a 15-week semester. This, week, this semester is 14 weeks. Fucking hell. Is it normally, 15. has it normally been 15? Oh, I thought it was normally 16. <laughs> no, this is excluding breaks. This is okay. like 15 weeks of class. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a panel, and you can like go to it. Um, I think it either A has already happened, uh, or B, um, you can no longer sign up to join the panel. But there was a panel. I was wondering if you had seen it. But yeah, 14 week semesters probably in bed. Oh, you know what's funny? Look, look at this podcast. This is the live podcast. I just checked my email and the graphics professor just did reply. Mm -hmm. uh, Hi, Patrick. I will not be running a flipped classroom in spring. Missing the last 15 minutes most days is all right. Yay. I'm working on the syllabus now, so should have more information on the midterm date by Monday or so. Please feel free to email me again to check. Cool. Alright, seems like OS and graphics is on the cards. Let's go. That's a terrible idea. I absolutely <laughs> love it. OS and graphics, here we come. I was going to do, uh, if that didn't work out... Probably OS and uh, were you gonna do computer security? Yeah, I'm still doing computer security. Yeah, I was then maybe thinking of OS and computer security, mm -hmm. and then also nature of language with Bjornal, mm -hmm. as she is the teacher, and you have high marks. Yes, her. she is a good professor. Uh huh. And you get to make funny sounds. Where would you rank her on the professor's list right now that you've experienced at CMU? Um, Top five? Well, how many professors have I had at CMU? A few. Uh, ranking them? Yeah. Who's number one? Uh, and we both know the answer. Danny Slater. 
<laughs> How dare you say Danny Slater? You know, Sorry, you right. know who Sam, that is. Samranjit Singh. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Number One. <laughs> How dare you forsake the name and put Danny Slater as number one? Dude, you know what's funny? Mm-hmm. I, when I was studying for 451, I was like catching up on some of the lectures that I missed. So I was watching last semester's videos mm-hmm. that they recorded. And sometimes I was watching them on two times speed, right? And there were still like five to seven second pauses where Danny Slater was just like trying to think of what <laughs> to do next. And it's sped up two times. And it's just like, I can't imagine even watching this on normal speed. Yeah, why did he take such long pauses? I think he's trying to think about what to, or he like forgets. Uh, no, like, I don't think he forget. Doing. I think he's trying to say, think of how to best explain it. He's just that and smart. Then, <laughs> and then he, uh, smart guy problems. He's thinking about how to best explain it, and um, he still does a terrible job. <laughs> Sorry, Danny. Danny, if you want to clear your name, come on the podcast, and you can explain why. Why did you invent splay trees? <laughs> it's the main question we want to ask. Well, splay trees are kind of big brain, though. Yeah, but they're kind of useless, aren't they? Also, are they useless? I mean, did you look at all those theorems at the bottom of the splay tree nuts? Yeah, just Me use either. a <laughs> just use a different self balancing tree that has That's guaranteed like, like cool. to amortize. No, but you're always accessing the same element over and over again. So, I'll give a shit. Yeah. Danny. Danny. I have no idea how I would rank Jordan. Top five? Mm, maybe. Well, she. Well, who? How many? Wait, okay, it was like. We can talk about some of the professors you have. Why don't we list them out right now? Alright? Just a little bit of a thought exercise to jog your memory so you don't develop dementia and Alzheimer's and become Joe Biden. Does that. Oh, Jesus. Why? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I heard that joke over the weekend. First, uh, so like, let's does that see. even help? Like remembering things, like uh, I, mean, yeah, I would think it helps. That help prevent exercise dementia. your brain. Yeah. yeah. First semester, okay. You know what? I'll help you out. I'll first get you started. For numbers, okay. Yeah, I got you, bro. Uh, okay, go. David Offner. David Offner. John Mackey. John Mackey. Um. Uh, Tom Cortina. Okay, sure. Uh, whoever the heck the the, <laughs> the great practical ideas uh, TAs were. <laughs> <laughs> the student TAs. That could be Tom Cortina as well, again. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then. Then Eliano uh, uh, Cervasato. Is it Cervasato? Cervasato. I thought it was Cervas. Oh, I guess that's the that's English. The Italian. American pronunciation. Um. <clears throat> One, two, three, and then Christina Bjornbell. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's everybody. Yeah. 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 And then second semester. I don't remember the name of my writing about my professor. I'm sorry. Okay, that's okay. Um, how about writing about data? Yeah, Rebecca Wigington. Okay. Um, and then you had one fifty. Uh, yeah, Ms. Erdman. And then. You uh, had 213? Yeah, I had Socket to Ghosts and... Um, that was your 213 professor? Yeah, Socket to Ghosts and the other one. Uh, Railing. Goldstein. 
Oh, Goldstein. Seth Goldstein. Good professor, Goldstein. Ghost is no longer at CMU. He moved to UIUC. What? Goldstein? No, Ghost. Oh, oh, Ghost. The other one. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he, he taught you, and then he was like, my job is done. Mihai <laughs> is the cook. Yeah. You didn't like that? Um, no, she was okay. I didn't really... I kind of dropped the ball, man. Okay. I guess she would have done better. Especially because I had already taken it. Yeah, time. that's what I was going to say. Mm. Uh, Microeconomics? Reed Simmons. Reed Simmons. No, I didn't take micro in, in freshman year. Okay. Um, to recover, to 150, 213, uh, writing class and calc. Those are my four classes, yeah. plus the, this one. Yeah, that's all of them. Okay. Uh, and then writing about data, I forget his name. Mostly because I never went to class. No, writing about lit. But yeah, that's what I meant. Um, <laughs> I never went to his class. Ugh. <laughs> Even when it was, oh wait, it was never, it was once. never in person. There's a reason why I never went to work. Fucking hell. Yeah, we, I remember the author of the book we were reading, though. <laughs> but not a professor. Crook. I don't even remember the name of the book. I just remember the name of the author. <clears throat> Nora Krug. Something about Nazis. Um, what? She was like coming to terms with her German identity. Okay. In a, a post war. Society. It's actually a pretty interesting book. It was a graphic novel? Graphic novel, yeah. I never read I didn't finish the book, but did you even read any of it? I read half of it. I mean, it's pretty easy to read. It's like graphic novel, right? And I still didn't finish it. That's just <laughs> kind of sad. Um, We've moved on to fall. You know, I, I don't remember the name of the. Uh, the, the ranks of the professions, either. Uh, How's that possible? I don't remember his name. Yeah, I don't remember mine either. Alex, I think his name was. Okay. I don't remember. You took writing about the professions. The fall? spring, spring. Okay. Uh, anyway, I, 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 I gotta go chronological. Okay. No, I'm thinking. I, I know. I You're know jumping the gaps. Names, I don't You're remember. jumping gaps. This is not a good sign for okay. your brain. All right, whatever, man. Okay. Um. Yeah, micro was um. His name started with a G. With a G. Gerald Jones. No. Shush. Uh, Gerald Ford. Shush. Um, Gasper. John Gasper. That doesn't start with a G. It starts Gasper. with a J. Gasper. His first name starts with a J. Yeah, you don't refer to your professors by their first name. Yeah, I do. Um, Danny. Simran G. We always say Simran G. We don't say Sim. <laughs> uh, okay, that's the that's another one. Simran G. Exactly. Look at that. Uh, You're saying his first name. And then uh, the great Anil Adha. Okay. Um, that he tops the list. The realist, for sure. Um, and then it's a micro. Uh, oh, Joel Smith. Experience, reason, and truth. Another good professor. What was that class? Experience, reason, and truth. It was a class on epistemology, which is the study of knowledge. 
what it mean, what, how, what it means to know things, what we can know, um, and yeah, that's about it. <laughs> so that's what the study is basically. What was the requirement that it was fulfilling? Category one, two. Um, of your. I don't remember the categories. Okay. One of the categories. I think with nature of language is cat one. Yes. Yeah. And then micros cat so three. This is category three. Oh, is it, uh, micros cat two. Yeah. Okay, that's cat three. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The history is cat three also, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you like the class? Yeah, very good class. Okay. Very, very good class. I, I, yeah, I've had it, very interesting content also. Um, All right. I never heard of, like anything about this class. I guess you just never talked about it um, back then. Yeah, I mean, I've talked about some of the concepts though, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so a lot of the David Popper stuff is good, like uh, falsifiability. Uh, I definitely talked about falsifiability. I mean, something to do with David Popper. Mm. And before, at least in the Discord, kind of thing. Yeah. If you had, well, there's a reason why I never saw it because I just glossed right over that. Hmm. Not very interesting. Uh, well, okay. We've yeah. moved on. Experience, reason, and truth. Uh, for a two five one micro. Um, did I take a math class? Ah, Miguel Uzela. That was in the fall. Oh yeah, that was it was. Fall, yes. I forgot about that as well. Yes. Yes. Good, good professor. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have no strong opinions on him. Five, uh, did I take five classes? And I think so. Uh, or maybe not. But uh, micro. Yeah, micro. Uh, yeah, philosophy, micro. Two things, uh, 251, mm -hmm. prop theory. Bruh, wait, what? And you then, didn't take micro in the fall. Yes. Oh, you did take it in the fall, never mind. And then... Took five classes. Experimental physics was in the spring, right? Yep. Wait, prop theory, 251. It's getting to you. Um, the the two classes we mentioned, the yeah. energies, right? It took five, right? Did I not? Fifty-one units, twelve, uh, nine, 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 <laughs> nine, 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 twenty-seven, thirty-nine. One more twelve-unit course. Ah. Just blush. Oh. <laughs> 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 you wiped that completely from your mind. Josh blush. Yes. And Charlie Garrett, of course. Who is now teaching. The next semester. Yes. Yes. Of 210. 210. So now we're on 210. Mm -hmm. We've got Umut. Umut and uh, Marine. Wale, Wale, Wale. I don't. Do you, do you pronounce the H? And I don't know. I guess you do. Wale. Marine, Marine, Marine. Umut a car. Okay, so that's one class. Yeah. Brian Railing. 
and Nathan Beckman. Okay. Uh, two double professors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, third. Uh, Simranjit. Simranjit, sure. Yeah. Uh, the humanities did I take? Um, I don't think you. Oh, you took uh, <laughs> Nina and Leslie, right? No, there's another. I took three classes with two professors. <laughs> Layla Webby. Layla Webby. Nina Balakan. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's okay. Yeah, three technical classes and two non-technical. What it was? Experimental physics. Um, What's your other non-technical? Two non-technical classes. I took, took a full something. 54 units. Yeah, you took something. 12, 12, 12, 36, 45, yeah, 54. I was out of humanities, right? I had taken... You took a science days. class? Uh, or you fulfilled all your science credits? Which means you took writing about the professions. Uh, right, yes. Helberg, Alex Helberg is his name. Oh, you did it? Yes. Look at that, you just need to exercise the brain a little bit mm -hmm. to get there. Alex. And then there's this semester. Uh, what am I taking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Danny Slater. Danny Slater and David Woodruff. Woodruff. DD. And that's a summary of your college career. Yeah. Now it's your turn. My turn? The most riveting podcast topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go much faster because we have some repeats. We got John Mackey, mm -hmm. Tom Cortina, mm -hmm. David Offner, mm -hmm. David Cosby slash Mike Taylor, mm -hmm. and then Barbara Litt, I think that's her name, Bar for Introduction to Japanese Language and Culture. Oh, yeah. Okay. Language and culture, you learned some Japanese? No, <laughs> absolutely no language. <laughs> I took that class because I thought we would learn some language. Uh -huh. But honestly, it's probably better that we didn't because learning languages is hard. Mm -hmm. So just learn about the culture. We got to watch some fun movies like Tom Popo, where a dude was sucking an egg off of a woman's breast. But okay. it's a lot of... Uh, it was an interesting movie, it was an interesting time, and it was an interesting class, and it was a lovely professor. Nice. The next semester, I had the real pleasure of taking a class from Reed Simmons, as well as Dilson Kanar, and Michael Erdman, and as well, uh, what else did I take? I had... Uh, Rachel McCann, I think that was her name, for writing about the public, public problems. And then writing about data, I had the Asian lady, and I don't remember her name because it was all online. <laughs> Dude, <the> online <laughs> mini two. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. Well, it's also, it doesn't help that I was writing about data, yeah. <laughs> which is the most meaningless class. She had the, she had like an accent too, so like everything was just not set up to be mm -hmm. memorable. And what else did I take? I took those two, uh, 150, 122, ah, Mihai, yes, as well. Daniela Mihai. And then for the next semester. Daniela? It said Dana. Dana? Maybe. I don't remember. I thought it was Daniela. Maybe it's Daniela. I remember one of them was wrong, she said. She said, like, <laughs> I think Dana was wrong. Maybe. Yeah, probably. It doesn't sound right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next semester, I had Matthew O'Toole for computer vision. Mm -hmm. 
and then Anil Ada, and then aside from that, Mikhail Kusala, and then the fourth class was. I don't remember his name, but it was Structure and Functions of the Human Body, which was riveting. Honestly, a chill class, but I remember absolutely nothing about it. <laughs> this is a bunch of biology shit about the human body, anatomy and biology that uh, I frankly don't really give a damn about. Did you learn about the duodenum? No, we did learn about the lymphatic system and the immune system and different systems and how how blood stuff functions, body, what happens, and I don't remember any of it, (laughs) which seeks to show that CMU's idea of trying to give a broad perspective on different topics by forcing SES undergraduates to take a wide breadth of classes across the sciences and humanities does not work because I don't remember anything from it. I mean, is the point for you to remember? I uh, feel what's like it's the just point? to expose you so that you, you know. So like then I don't remember. It's there in the back of your mind. But it's not even in the back of my mind. I, don't I think you remember a little bit. I mean, uh, you can't have completely forgotten everything. I can't think even of the general thing. ideas, you know. I would remember it if someone maybe said something directly related with the course content. Maybe. And that's very questionable because I really... I think it's valuable. I'm trying my best and I can't remember anything. And then after that... See, I'm going way faster. Okay. I had uh, James Black, I think that was his name, for Micro. And then I had Weinberg... Every time I hear the name Weinberg, I want to think of Wienerberger. Because <laughs> we had a we had a teacher called Mr. Weinberg in high school as well, and people called him Wienerberger because he was like people didn't like him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I think of Weinberg, I think of Wienerberger. Now, um, we have Wienerberger and. Kesden, Gregory Kesden on his boat. The dude was teaching on a boat. <laughs> yeah, he was just on a boat. Um, living his best life, I guess. I don't know how he got internet service. Um, <clears throat> aside from that, then I had Umut Akar as well as Marhin, and then Simrajit Singh. And then some lady from writing about the Prussians that I don't remember. And then this semester, I've got the great Danny Slater and David Woodruff. I've got Christopher Cannell and Peter Steinkesty. I think that's how you pronounce it or something. I don't know how you're supposed to say it. And then Jonathan Aldrich. And then what's my fourth class? Oh, yeah. Uh, Mo Waller. Or marshmallow, something like that. Those are my professors. All right, now we do um, what a elementary, middle, and high school. <laughs> uh, so I don't remember my exact schedules from every year. Yeah. From middle and high school, yeah. I don't. <laughs> it's kind of hard. Like, like, I think this was something we talked about. Do you have the alternating? No. Yeah, you didn't. Okay, it would be easier then because you have the exact. Because mm-hmm. now it's impossible for me to remember, right? 
I don't even remember my schedule like day to day. <laughs> I have to like see what my classes are. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Um, as we're going back memory lane, we're not actually gonna talk about the teachers because that would be too tedious. But when was the when was the year you got your first phone? Uh, it was my thirteenth birthday. And what was the phone you received? Samsung Galaxy S five. S five. Wow. And now we're on 12, 11. Um, th they skipped some numbers. It's, 13. It's like 21 now. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Why? I don't know. It was 2020, so they came out with the 20. Oh. And that tracks the year number. So It wasn't 2007 then. No. Yeah. Imagine having a phone at six years old. How do you think you would have turned out differently if you got your phone sooner? Like, no. Really? You wouldn't have been, like, more addicted to a phone, more reliant on a phone? Or maybe I would, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was, you know, right. I mean, my brother got a phone much earlier than I did. And how do you think he's uh, turning out? <laughs> I mean, I think he was already different to begin with. <laughs> do you have any strong opinions on that like if you had a no. kid at some point well, i feel like how would you limit their phone usage you know there's like parents that like just stick an ipad in front of the kid in order to distract them and what do you think about that i, I mean it seems a bit funny but at the same time i don't know anything about parenting or how to like create good humans so um that seems really hard right yeah. Like something that there'd be a lot of theory around. Yeah. Know, raising kids. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of books written about this. Yeah. A lot of videos you can find online. But, I mean, you mean, you think we'd have it, like, figured out, you know? Well, There's it's a lot hard. of duds out there. You, you can't, like, because humans are different, right? You can't just fit everybody into one teaching paradigm. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean as different as we are, we're also really similar. Right. From one person to another. But we're also different. I mean, there's a reason why Facebook is so effective at, you know, what it does, right? And Instagram and yeah. Twitter. Because humans are all the same. Mm -hmm. That's true. I was thinking, a lot of people always say, I'm more of a visual learner. That's fake. It's a myth. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, people say those kinds of uh -huh. stuff. It's like, this doesn't work for me because I'm more of a visual learner or a hands-on learning and every time i'm like i think you're just not good <laughs> i think that's it <laughs> just doesn't uh, i don't think if we turn it all visual pictograms you would really be doing any better <laughs> i don't know about that you know so i guess uh you haven't thought about that then yeah like, yeah i feel like uh it's too hard yeah so i'm parenting yeah i mean can you imagine like little kids are like so dumb right? like, <laughs> <laughs> you have to, they're like a, like a lump of like clay uh -huh. right that you mold and you have to mold them into the model citizen impossible literally impossible. well you get to mold them your way right i like to think maybe this isn't the right way to think about kids like if you have a kid it's like this is definitely not the right way to think about your kids. But if you had a kid, 
it's like your opportunity to create and um, yeah, your opportunity to create a human being and the way that you envision, right? Yeah, it's and like I think the guy he, that made the chess masters. Yeah, and I think that's too literal in that people literally have kids and then create them to be what they wanted to uh-huh. be or what they want it to be and give no freedom to the kid to develop their own identity. And it's all the But that can backfire, right? Like go in the other way? Like if you give them no freedom. Yeah, yeah. but like know, it's I mean, a spectrum, right? I, I think it's important to have freedom though because otherwise, I don't know. Like, listen, if your parents told you everything that you have to do, like in life, would you like that? Um, You're no, going to be a contrarian I, and say yes. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't think I would. Exactly. Um, But also if they did that, I don't think I would... You wouldn't turn out the way they wanted, I don't think. Because then you wouldn't be able to think for yourself. Well, yeah. Right? And maybe they want somebody that can think for themselves. Right. right. Well, like, say you want your, your kid to become, like, CEO of a big company when they grow up. Mm-hmm. Okay? What are you going to do? You got to study hard in school. You know, get to a good college. You got to force them. MBA. Yeah, well, you're going to force them to study all the time and tell them you have to do this and that. Well, then they'll, they'll have no critical thinking skills and can't do anything for themselves. I know, but I think a lot of parents don't think that far ahead. And they just think step by step. And, like, step by step. Like, the big picture is you need critical thinking skills, right? But if you're looking at it by step by step of where you have to go from one stage to another, it's like studying is how you get here. Mm-hmm. Right, then you have to go to college, you need studying good grades, then you have to be successful in college, you need skills to get a job, bam, and then by the time where it gets to a part where you need the critical thinking skills to become like management or like, yeah, but CEO, at that point, you know, you're, I mean, you're fucked, yeah, exactly. So, I think a lot of it's an incorrect, greedy algorithm, what you have just described. You know, see, I'm telling you, man, there's like, I guarantee you, there's theory behind all this stuff. You know, like people have ironed out the kinks. They know what to do. They have to, right? Mm-hmm. Literally, I mean, what what generation are we now of humans? It's been like two million years. You think we haven't figured this shit out? This is like the thing that we've been doing since the dawn of humanity. This is the, like the one chief human pursuit. <laughs> you know, it's the one thing that we should be good at. <laughs> <laughs> Well, humans don't like to do as they're told, and they want to be themselves, right? You don't want to follow prescribed shit if you're being forced to follow prescribed shit, because it feels like you have no choice but to follow the prescribed shit. But it'd be really nice. You know, just to I think I'm a natural-born follower. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. You know, I, I always think that. I mean, some people are better suited for leading, some people are better suited for following, you know? Yeah. It's like you play your strengths. You know, both are important to society. I think yeah. I'm a natural board follower, honestly. I just, you know, just sit back, chill, bro. Somebody tells you what to do, and that's okay. And you just do it. You do it well, you know. But you know, it's like laid back. But unfortunately, like the leaders in this world are the ones that are making money, <laughs> making money, 
Yeah. I think you could still be a follower and make money. Like, yeah, I mean, I am a follower and I'm making money, right? Yeah. I think there's loads of followers that make plenty of money, but you know the, the but then the leaders are ones that you know are respected, and that's what people aspire to be. You know? Do you aspire to be respected? Um, yeah, why not? I, mean, I don't know. I think that's what my parents want, though. That you're respected, no, but then you make a lot of money. I'm a leader. I become a leader. Yeah, that's what where do you? How do you get this feeling from your parents? I don't know. I I always like. I don't know. My parents also. I I have a habit of setting low expectations, <laughs> and somehow beating them. <laughs> um, so I don't actually know what they expect of me or want from me, but like, you know. I'm sure it would be nice. I'm sure they would like it if I were to But it's like so tiring. So much. I have a feeling you shouldn't have kids. Because then you kind of have to be a leader for them. And then it's also very tiring. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think you'd have fun. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. So much responsibility, you know. You're, yeah. you know, you're like this little organism. Yeah, you're like responsible for them, becoming a, a functioning member of society. I mean, they don't have to be a functioning member of society. But if they are, then you failed. If they are, you failed. If they aren't, then you failed. Why? Who says they failed? They didn't fail. You failed. Who says you fail? Well, I mean, that's like your goal, right? That they're a functioning member of society? Yeah, it's not a successful by some metric. Okay. So why don't you define your own metric of success? Yeah, crack addict under a bridge. I think I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if they're at that point, they have... Your success metric could be... Have gone through hardship and is still surviving. <laughs> uh huh. And they'd be very successful. So much. I mean, you have to make sure they don't stick the fork in the, the power outlet. Is that even true? Yeah. Well, I mean, why do you think they sell the little covers? Of the power outlets? Yeah. I don't know. So the kids don't stick forks in them. Just don't give them forks. <laughs> <laughs> Just give them plastic forks. No, but like they can just grab forks. You never know, man. Like you grab it off the table, open the drawer. You know, make the drawers high enough. <laughs> I mean, they also, you know, they have like the drawer stoppers. I mean, are you? I forget. Are you the older sibling? No. Okay, so you wouldn't know. Yeah. But my brother, I mean, my we had to like childproof the whole house. Yeah. You know? Built like under under the sink where you keep all the detergents and stuff. You just mm. pull it like. Stopper so that it doesn't open. Do you think your parents have adapted things? Like they tried something the first time with you and then they changed how they approach your brother? I have no idea. No idea? No idea. I mean, the environment we grew up in is a little bit different, also. How so? Because we moved houses, changed schools. So my like, very early years were a bit different than my brother. Okay. Um, right? So, I like, went to private school for the first two years, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Montessori. Yeah. I don't know how much of a difference that made. I mean, it, uh, clearly it made a very big difference. So yeah, maybe those two what, Montessori <laughs> years are what happened. Yeah. You go to Montessori, become a nerd. <laughs> Other one, <laughs> listen to rap music. Yeah. Well, they're at, uh, mutually exclusive. Uh, well, in our examples here, it seems like they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could be one or the other. Either way, that's how it goes. Uh, I mentioned this question of what is the first phone that you received. Yes. What was the first phone you received? It was a iPhone. I've only had iPhones. Mm. What? Uh, which one? It was a uh, 4? Okay. S or something like that. iPhone 4. How old were you? I was in the 7th grade, which is... Ooh, earlier than me. 8th grade, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> 8th grade, yeah. I, I don't have it in 7th grade. Right before the start of 8th grade is when I got my phone. Yeah, I got it. If it was right before or like in the middle, uh, I think it was before. I think I had it for like my birthday, like before the school year. Not ah, earlier than me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good one. Uh-huh. Um, and there was a hand-me-down of my sister's old phone. Ah, but that's okay because I like. I don't need much. Um, mm-hmm. Do you ever play a lot of? Ever try to like pester your dad or your mom to play on their phone? Flappy Bird. I wanted to play this game. It was called Atomic Bomber or something. It's like you fly. It's like a two D side view game where you have your plane and then you have to drop bombs and destroy tanks and A guns and then not crash as well. And you have like a certain number of bombs. But then A bomb, you're just attacking singular tanks. <laughs> yeah, the, well, there's like one or two tanks like rolling on a field, mm-hmm. and that was very fun. And Angry Birds as well. I used to always yeah. go to the Apple Store and play that because they always had that on the iPads. Mm-hmm. Um, and Labyrinth, remember that game? No, you never played Labyrinth. It's like a tilt controls game where you have to like um, move a ball through a mm-hmm. labyrinth, okay, and not have it go through holes or through trap doors and stuff. Like oh that. yes, 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 that yes, game. Yeah, yes, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember. Like oh, that game was aggravating. <laughs> oh man. Parts of my childhood are just these snapshot memories, mm-hmm. right? And one of these snapshot memories is me and a couple of friends. Um, our dads like took us to a baseball game, mm-hmm. and then the only like seventy five percent of the time we were playing on their phones and like an <laughs> iPod instead of actually watching the baseball game. I think the other twenty. In all fairness, baseball is extremely boring. The other twenty percent were going to get food. <laughs> that was the yeah. entire thing. Mm-hmm. Baseball is extremely boring. People still somehow get their enjoyment from it. I can't fault them. Yeah, dude. Um, I also speaking of games you played a long time ago. Um, do you have a Wii? Yeah. Dude, I'm yeah, gonna. Go, I'm like, probably no. gonna bring the Wii. 
Well, I think her dash is bringing us. We. Oh. He's, he's, in, uh, he's in California right now for the long weekend. Oh shit. Yeah, he's staying over Thanksgiving. He's going right now. I think he's gonna bring his Wii. Then he has like the full the Lego Star Wars saga. Wow. Dude, the memories from that game. You know what I would do? Uh, we would go to Blockbuster. Oh, that shit. <laughs> and we would there. There was like a game section. You could rent games, and I would rent the Star Wars game. And I liked it so much we ended up buying it from the Blockbuster. Yeah. Wow. Um, Dude, Blockbuster. That's a name. Yeah. Dude, the memories. We went oh, there, man. Sometimes and the Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. The Lego. I would play all the Lego games too. Then the. I always saw them in GameStop. Like, uh-huh. they it wasn't the Wii versions. It was like the ones on Xbox or something. And they always, you know, in the GameStops they have like a console or something that you can like mm-hmm. test try games and stuff. And I'd like just go in there and play stuff. Um, like the Harry Potter too. Dude, I tried to. Oh man, so much memories. Ah, one at a time. Yeah. For the Wii, it was, um, I played Wii Sports, <clears throat> Wii Play, Mario Kart, and New Super Mario Bros. Wii. That was like the game that I played. Oh, I also had World of Goo. I don't know if you ever played that. I don't know. It's like a puzzle game type. But New Super Mario Bros. Wii, I have very much fond memories from that. And it was a good time. Man, the memories. Oh, I was, I just remember what I was going to say. Oh, it was man, Blockbuster. <clears throat> we were used to, my memories of, I'd go to the library a lot more often when I was younger. And there was a section where you could rent Blu-ray DVDs. Or like check them out and borrow, right? Because... When that whole Blu-ray fad came out, my parents bought a PS3. Only reason wasn't to play games, it was because it had a Blu-ray player. <laughs> so you can then watch Blu-ray movies. And then we get Blu-ray movies from the library where we'd like check them out. There's just this one little section. It was like next to the counters, like you walk in to the right are the counters, right? And it's all the ladies, it's like the help desk. And then against the wall, across from the counters, you have this little stand that has all the Blu-ray movies. And I'd always be there because we go to the library to pick up whatever books that we checked out online. And then while my mom and my sister went over to that section, we just moved to the left instead of to the right. And they're like collecting all the books. I'd go there and just look at what movies there are. And then I'd always like look for the kinds of movie genres that I was super interested in at that time, which are war movies. <laughs> like I loved uh, anything to do with World War Two. Dude, my mom hates World War Two movies with a burning passion. She will like if we are deciding on a movie to watch, like for the like Friday night or something, and if we pick a World War Two movie, she's like, I'm going to bed. Good night. <laughs> Why does she hate it so much? Um, There's a lot of good World War Two movies. Anything to do with World War Two, she hates. Like all the the fighting and the guns and the sadness and the Holocaust and that she just terrible. Like, what she does hates. she like instead? Rom coms? Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> she likes, yeah, she does like rom coms and gonna uh, be comedy movies a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Have you ever seen Three Idiots? Yes. 
Yes. I have seen, actually, I don't think I saw the whole movie. I saw parts of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I know. The, you know, the all is well. Free, free, free. I watched that movie for the first time like two years ago or something. It's pretty. Yeah, it's like a feels good movie. Yeah, it's a feels good movie. Um, of following your dreams and living your life. Mm-hmm. Even though not everybody can do that, but mm-hmm. it's okay. It's the message that counts. Yeah, that blockbuster. We like transitioned afterwards. It's like sections of your life, right? When it was just the DVD and Blu-ray when it first came out, it was like the PS3. And then that was with the library when we got Blu-rays. Then later on in more like the later middle school and high school years, my parents would get movies from Redbox. Mm -hmm. And we'd like rent movies like every week. And there was just a good one or two or three years where it's like every Friday night we'd watch a movie from Redbox. Um, like my dad would go, we'd eat out and my dad would like buy something and would go out to pick up the food that we ordered. And then on the way back, he'd go to the red box to pick up whatever movie we'd order as well. Mm-hmm. And we just watch that. Mm-hmm. That's just a routine. Yeah. That's just been ingrained. And now all that's gone because it's all streaming now. There's yeah. no point. Of going to a library to pick up a movie, going to a blockbuster to just browse movies. Yeah, blockbuster. It's the singular last blockbuster, and it's in Oregon. Yeah. The last one in Bend, Oregon. That's like, it feels like it's more like a tourist attraction. It is a tourist attraction. Yeah, I mean, blockbuster, the company is like just dead. Yeah. But. Man. It's so surreal because it was there was a store just like less than five minutes from my house you mm-hmm. could bike there now it's not there anymore Ain't from mine it's a it's a sandwich shop now <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell kind of sad i wonder what else right now that we have is just gonna like be gone Fade away. Yeah. Completely gone. Apple? <sighs> no. No. You way. say no way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Blockbuster was humongous, wasn't it? Yeah. So was Sears. Netflix. Like, Netflix could be gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sears, too. I remember that. Mm-hmm. When we went to the malls every time, it was the big four. Mm-hmm. Nordstrom, Macy's, J.C. Penney, Sears. Like, those four were the big stores at the mall. big Dillard's. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, slowly the mall evolved. I remember it was only those big four. Um, maybe even Macy's like came a little later, and then they added a Dick Sporting Goods, <laughs> which isn't exactly the same. But and then it's like those five, and then the poor Sears just got um, yeah. spaced out and it's gone now. Forever Twenty One. I think I think the biggest source of revenue for Sears in the past uh, like the last few years was like just selling all the property it had. <laughs> you know, they owned so much like stores that yeah. like, the uh, I mean just brick and mortar nothing working. Yeah. I don't even get like how are these companies all even different? Like they all sell the same shit. Macy's Sears, 
JC Pennies. Yeah, I didn't know. Different flavors of the same product. It's just one decided to go and the other one stayed. Mm-hmm. In New York, the they claim to have the biggest store in the world. Sears? Macy's. Oh, Macy's. It's, I mean, I, I didn't go inside, but I saw it. It's humongous. Makes sense. Macy's, I mean, they have... I mean, the Macy's, Macy's are usually Day, big, right? They and, have uh, the Macy's Day Parade, which is... Yeah, too. In New York. Mm-hmm. Right? Big sponsors, so... It makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then I looked it up, and I think the largest store in the world is, like, in China. <laughs> <laughs> America, number one. Yeah. But it used to be the biggest mean, store. It's the second largest now. Everything in China. They just gotta make it bigger. And yeah, China's fucking crazy. I brought up this whole phone thing. <laughs> We're looping back because I want to talk about uh, phone cases. As in, this latest phone case that I've had on my phone, I had the same brand, I think, from my previous phone as well, mm-hmm. has been amazing mm-hmm. because you don't know how many times I've dropped this phone. And I'm amazed at how it hasn't broken yet, um, like screen cracked or anything like that. Yeah, same. Except I have scratched my phone. I don't have a screen protector on it. I don't have a screen protector either. But somehow, every time it drops, it has enough like stuff out from mm-hmm. the screen where if you drop it like this, it lands and then it won't touch like that. I don't screen, even know right? how my phone got scratched. I think maybe I was like in my pocket or something, and like, but I don't know how it happened, dude. But like. You can barely tell, but it's like scratched. If you look at the light, I don't know. Yeah, I can't it's tell. Like, yeah. The viewers can't tell either. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a bit tough, but I just want to say kudos to this company. I think the company is called Product. <laughs> it literally <laughs> says Product Trademark. So congratulations for having some very nice cases because I've dropped this phone so many times now on mainly on carpet so yeah. maybe not the full test dude i remember brad dropped his phone and it broke case. we were um it was during ov this is a public service announcement to all people who don't have cases on their phone okay um we were walking through like i don't even remember it was uh one of the one of the back buildings, you know, like like bigger Porter or what's the one in the corner? Scafe? Yeah, either that or like Hammer Cycle or something. But some one of those buildings, yeah. Uh, and then he just dropped his phone, and uh, the whole thing shattered. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, was back, like, it was like it was like unusable. <laughs> um, yeah, I need to get it fixed. Yeah, it's important. And, uh, and they was like, yep, I have a case now. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw him like, a couple of weeks ago. No case on his phone. Again. <laughs> Maybe like, we need to remind him. We're going to take this section of the podcast. I'll make it a clip. I'll add him on the Discord. Uh-huh. Reminder. Maybe he has PSA. a case now, though. It was just like a... He just got the, his new phone. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Either way. Um, if you're ever in the market looking for a case, this is a nice case. Uh, just talk to me and I'll tell you what the case it is. Yeah, this case is good too, except it's, uh, get a screen protector too. Yeah, I don't even have a, 
my case is even better. No screen protector and no. Well, I don't think. Warning. I mean, this thing also has a little. I, I don't think it's the the case. No. Okay. I think it's like I, I scratched it on something. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. Uh, we'll wrap it up. Let's see. Yeah, good night, guys. Credit cards. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alon, for your contribution. Yeah, what about credit cards? Um, when did you get your first one? Um, like uh, a few weeks ago. Like. Oh, really? It was only a few weeks ago. Uh, like before school started. Oh, okay. Uh, so I guess I guess should say a few months ago. Okay. Um, yeah. What motivated you to get it? I was like, yeah, I should probably get one eventually. That was a good time. I now have one. <laughs> Which one did you get? I got the Bank of America Student Travel Rewards Card. Okay. Yeah. And what is the main, like, uh, the benefits of it? Um, you get 1.5% cash back. Um, on everything? base yeah on everything um but it's like points that you can spend on either like uh, air travel or hotels or restaurants which okay. is a lot of stuff which basically means that you can spend it uh, it's like money right uh i mean hotel like restaurants however you're going to be traveling and hoteling well the thing is it's like um it's not going to be enough to cover the whole thing, right? The yeah. that you have. So it's basically just money. Well, you yeah, but, I mean? you, but you can only use it... But if you're going to go to a hotel anyway... Okay. Then... Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it is equivalent to money. Do you see okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see so you're basically getting 1.5% cash back. Okay. Yeah. Technically, yeah. it's 1.5 points rewards, but it's 1.5% it's cash back. Okay. Right, I see. Um, and also restaurants and stuff. Like, I mean, you're gonna. It, it's not definitely not enough to cover your whole restaurant bill for the year, right? So. So anything you use with the credit card gives you these rewards, but then you can only redeem them on these three categories. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then it's uh, if you buy the using the Bank of America Travel Center, which is like. I don't know, like Speedy or something similar. Um, you get three percent cash back. Mm. Have you ever bought something from them? My hotel in Chicago. Oh, okay. When I went, I bought. Also, my plane ticket home. I bought using the travel center. Not bad. Um, and then you get the. It's eligible for some preferred rewards thing. So uh, if you have a certain amount of money in your bank account, um, it scales. So it eats up like plus fifty percent. Uh, I think sorry, plus twenty five percent, fifty percent, seventy five percent. depending on how much money you have. What is this plus fifty percent of what? Of the cashback. So instead of um, one point five, it's like one point something. <laughs> <laughs> And this is based on how much you have in your bank account? Or yeah. Your bank of America. In your bank, bank of America, across all your bank of America accounts. Uh, yeah. Is that your main bank provider, Bank of America? Yeah. 
Is it just because that's what your parents roll with? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my parents are a U.S. bank, so that's what I have. And then now a PNC. Yes. Do you have a PNC? No. What? If you ever need cash, are there Bank of America ATMs around? Uh, no. <laughs> where, where I used to live, there was one. Nearby. Okay. Um, I don't know here. Where I, I only, live. yeah, the only reason to get the PNC was if I needed cash. I didn't want to feed, get fees, right, for using the ATMs. Yeah, I mean, the only time I have ever had to spend cash was... Noodle hunt? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fair. Yeah. That's true. Do you intend to increase your credit card amounts, as in have more credit cards? Yeah, probably. Yeah. It was something like, apparently it's like a healthy thing to do, like you should, uh, to like, I guess, build credit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't understand why you can't just stick with one. Like, wouldn't that make it easier? Mm. Just managing know, yeah. everything on this one credit card. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's like the same thing. Like the the whole point of credit cards, right? Why even? Like, if you just have a debit card, you get the points, bro. I know. Some perks. But why are credit card companies willing to do that? Um. Like, what do they get from you? If if you're not paying a fee. For anything, well, what are they getting from you? I mean, the, the people who do have to pay a fee have to pay humongous fees. So, um, that's what they get. That's how they make their money. That's true. It's relying on humans not being responsible. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's a convenience also. Right? I mean, they're technically technically they're providing a service. Right, like by giving giving you money. Yeah. yeah. I saw this there's this story that I saw about China and it was about how a lot of young people in China are getting into like credit problems it's a mind-blowing statistic it's like 30 to 40 percent of young Chinese like within a certain great uh, age range of like 25 to something have debt problems in China it's like a huge percent um, like nearly half and it's very mind-blowing like the video I watched they were going through some stories of people in China and their uh, credit card problems like the way they get into these problems is because they feel like they have to buy the trendiest stuff there's like a lot of social pressure as in like if you're not having these kinds of stuff it's like it's like you're not cool enough but it's like there's more of a, that pressure it's not like just oh you're not cool enough it's like you don't fit in and stuff like that right so they feel very obligated and socially pressured to do so and then they get into these huge debts of having to like pay back having to apply for more credit cards to pay back the loans of the credit cards that you already have and like how it just spirals and it's very bad um and I'm sure it's that problem is very existent in the United States as well. It's just uh, it's taking on a whole new form. 
in yeah, China. It's apparently. called education. <laughs> <laughs> Financial education, yeah. No, oh, I higher see. education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a cynical way to think of it. Fun. Yeah. I recently got my first credit card as well, just like two weeks ago or mm -hmm. so. And I've been trying to use it now uh, for everything that I purchased just to start getting in that habit. Yeah, be careful not to go uh, spend too much, uh, too big of a fraction of your credit limit. Because yeah. uh, I think the your credit score gets negatively impacted if it's a large percentage of your credit mm -hmm. limit that you have spent. Okay, that's okay because I don't spend like anything. <laughs> <laughs> what is your credit limit? Uh, fifteen hundred. Okay. What is yours? Two thousand. Okay. Yeah. For students, I think it's like very small, right? Yeah, that's okay. Um, but it grows. You ask to make it bigger. Mm -hmm. I don't know why would that be bad. Like, like these credit card scores—they determine so much. But if you pay off your stuff on time, why would it be bad to exhaust your credit limit? Uh, I think it's like a temporary debuff. If you get debuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got nerfed. Your money is nerfed. Should be temporary. What doesn't make sense if you pay it all back on time? Why would you get bad? Yeah. In fact, it should prove more that you can borrow all this money and pay it back on time. So you're like trustworthy in borrowing large sums of money. I don't know bro how it works, you know, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm theory crafting. <laughs> Either way. Okay. Now we're done. Either yeah, way, guys. thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Whatever the verb is, but lamping. <laughs> <laughs> uh the next time you hear us, we're gonna have a very special episode. Yes. We'll be talking with someone that we're very excited with talking i've been uh working up the topics list can you please add some stuff to the topics list you should feel interested enough to add something to the topics list for this guy mm -hmm. um so excited for that and that should come out uh in around two weeks after this one so stay tuned for that and until then we will see you next time good night <laughs>